Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. Oh, it just said that, so why didn't I? I don't, I don't know why I even say that every single time. Why would you do that? Trevor, stop doing that. Well, this is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm here with the Madman Mardik. Present. Oh, I feel like, you know, when I say it, the Madman Mardik, I feel like it's like a, a hunting, I mean, not a hunting, yeah, this is a hunting show. Uh, no, like it's a You're wrestling. a fucking mess today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a hunting show, it's, it's a, like a wrestling show, the Madman Mardik. You know, like you see like those midget wrestlers in there, well, actually. I feel like the listeners right now are getting uh, the inside look of what the voices in your head sound like they don't want to hear the voices in my head but i'm just saying is that like if they're it i watched this um this reel i think it was an instagram reel maybe um and they had the midget wrestlers and they were around the uh the the ring and and you know it was like oh the cavern cavern the midget monster and like there was all of them and what then like the f- where do you get these reels from <laughs> i don't know dude it just like showed up on my phone but i'm just saying is like, you like when, when i you got a screwed up algorithm yeah but when i but when <laughs> i introduce you I, the madman mardik no no then you didn't get that part of it you lost me about 45 seconds ago you sure <laughs> yeah all right. Well, never mind. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The grind of the hunting season. It's kind of got me like crazy and loopy. Oh, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, is you're just like, I don't know. Maybe not. That's when the voices really kick in in your head. The voices. <laughs> After 12 hours sitting in a tree by yourself. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't sit 12 hours in a tree. <laughs> just you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I just got uh, back to society this week. I'm back to work. Oh, after three weeks. After raw yeah. occasion. I feel like I haven't seen anybody in three weeks. Oh, yeah, well. But you haven't seen anybody in three weeks. I know it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now you're back to work, and back, that's, back to that's work. the way it goes, man. Actually, well, I was looking forward to go back to work because I get to sleep in. That's true. Sleep in on a work day because I don't have to get up as early. Very true. You know. It's pretty sad when, uh, I don't know if it's sad or a good thing, but going to work is an easier day than hunting all day. Yeah. 
No, that's definitely the truth. Ah, it's definitely nice. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, hunting's still on the brain and on the mind, and, like, there's still deer on camera, some new bucks have been showing up and all that and everything, but I don't know. My mind is somewhere else. Well, you guys already know that. <laughs> Your mind's always somewhere else. But anyways, no, my mind, uh, my mind is on trapping. Like, trapping starts today, technically, and, pod, you know, right now, as you guys are all listening to this, it's opening day of land trapping and, and beaver season, so, so, um. It's always beaver season. No, 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 that starts <laughs> December 1st, like I said, and, uh, <laughs> and, um. You need some steel in the ground? Yeah, I'm actually super pumped to do it, dude. I, I you know, it's, it's something that I haven't done in a couple of years, Used to be really big into it. Used to love it. Used to run a ton of traps. And uh, actually a good buddy of ours and, and listener of the podcast, Buddy, uh, had asked me if I would trap some coyotes for him. And it kind of, you know, the needle got stuck, mm-hmm. dude. And, and I am super pumped, dude. I I reached out to a couple of friends, a couple other people. Going to do some water trapping. Going to, you know, Trapper Tom, Mr. Uh, Tom. Uh, how do you say his last name? Tags. Tags, uh, Oligio, Oligio, Elysium, ah, whatever, it doesn't really matter, but anyway, so he, me and him, are, we're going to trap together, do some beaver trapping, and doing some water trapping, and stuff like that, so, super pumped for that, so that's kind of like what's on the agenda, but, whatever, we'll, uh, I'm going to do a couple of videos, kind of teach you what was going on, I spent the past two days painting traps, and waxing, and dying and driving around, and spending way more money than I probably should on any type of hobby, but... Eh, it is what it is. Yeah, right? you've been busy. Eh, yeah, just something a little bit different. I'm going to get in the deer woods, waiting for muzzleloader season. Hopefully a little bit of snow hits the ground. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, whatever. It is what it is. But So um, it is what it is. What do you say? Yeah. Uh, should we go see what our good buddy across the pond uh, get a word from our sponsors? Yeah, send it over there. All right. Oi, you. Yeah, you. Put down that mug of joe and get your lips wrapped round one of these bad boys. That's right. Nor'easter game calls. Give it a blow. Nor'easter game calls. Get them in close. This winter, use Huntworth's Heat Boost products for impeccably warm body parts, guaranteed. Get more for less with Huntworth. Vital Ground Outdoors. For all your climbing hardware needs. Amstel Mobile Hunting redefined with Vital Ground Outdoors. New Era Archery, home of the Zeus Broadheads as well as the Hera. Let the Zeus loose with New Era Archery. I would just like to thank our generous sponsors. Back over to you, Trevor. Well, thank you, Manish. We really appreciate it, buddy. As always. And thank you to all the sponsors. If you guys uh, haven't gone and checked any of those guys out, probably should go and do so. You're missing out. I'll tell you what. I know we can't say enough good things about them, but I don't know how I would have survived this rotation without Huntworth. No. No. I mean, I was hanging and banging every day, Mm -hmm. and it was cold. And getting heat boosted. Well, just being able to, to pack those clothes in. Because they're not, mm-hmm. you know, bulky like some of the clothes I've had in the past. Very true. So I was able to, to, you know, roll up my jacket and my vest and mm-hmm. hoodie and all that stuff into that hickory pack. 
and I, I was cold leaving the truck because I was barely wearing any clothes. It was 25 mm-hmm. degrees out, but being able to pack those clothes in, hanging my set, getting all situated in the tree, and then getting dressed in the tree, I, and then sitting all day, yeah, five in the morning to five at night, I mean, um, I don't know what I would have done without it. It's kind of crazy because, like, it does get warm during the day, but you're still chilled because you never knock that chill. You know what I'm saying? So, like... You're wearing that heat boost all day, even though it's it's kind of warm out. Yeah, it's like, you, like I said, you almost have to be cold when you leave the truck mm-hmm. because if you're already warm leaving the truck, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're, one you're of gonna the things break that a sweat. I don't, one of the things I don't do is I, I don't turn on the heat in the morning. So when it's cold in the truck, I just leave it the way it is. Right. Like I don't turn on the heat. Right. When I get half like like maybe five minutes away from where I'm going, I roll down the windows. Kind of get acclimated, cold. dude. You have to, man. Uh-huh. It's so important. It's such a crucial, a crucial way with with the cold weather, and I mean you definitely have to do that. But it is what it is, man. Um, screw it. I don't know. You just, I, I don't know. Just, just watch out. Don't get heat boosted. Just That's gotta, definitely, yeah. definitely an important part of it. But no, we had all, all of the sponsors are definitely good. I mean, like, I, dude, I grunted in another buck this year. I mean, this year, this week. Yeah, but we won't talk about that. We're gonna have a season recap. Because, yeah, I don't because yeah. I think and, and you know we keep beating around the bush if you guys haven't realized it because we don't want to break into our last couple weeks of hunting because there's been a lot of stuff that's happened for oh, you guys been, that are on yeah. social media kind of know what's going on but we've kind of kept it on wraps for just a you know a BS session between us of what actually the trials and tribulations. Yeah, we haven't shot anything in a in a bit, but. There's a reason for it because we've both been targeting some very big deer and it just didn't come together. And we'll talk about that at another time. It ain't over yet either. No, but it's, it's not even it, close to it. It hasn't been a complete failure. It's been it's been good. No, it's been very it's been good. Great, yeah. I mean it's it's absolutely great. I mean, we reviewed the footage of, of a big buck that I I had in the area. You've had some big bucks in the area, just no shot opportunities. I shot at a good buck and deflected. It's just the way it goes, man. It's just that's that's hunting and it's all I, I you know, and the thing is we I thought about it this morning, right? So I'm driving to the to go I had to do some errands and meet up with a landowner and uh I'm driving in the truck and I do most of my thinking in the truck. I I probably should focus on driving cuz I'm probably the worst driver, but um I was I was thinking, you know, it was 31 degrees on the dash this morning there was frost on the on the windshield when i got up and i'm jumping in the truck and it's 7 30 in the morning and i'm like dude i should be in the woods <laughs> i should and then i started thinking about it bro i started hunting the last week of august mm-hmm. last week of august i started grinding and at, before that even before that we started off with turkey season, right? So you're up at 4 o'clock in the morning every single day, turkey hunting all day long, traveling, Maryland. We're all over the f- God's creation to turkey hunt. And then I went into to hunting season. I'm up at 2.30 in the morning every single day, working 12, 14, 16-hour days. Then it snapped in August. I went to bear camp for two weeks, hunted hard, real hard up there in bear camp, came back home worked for uh what two months and then i went off in october to sicka season and then i came home and it got right in the rut dude i mean you're talking bro just been going at it forever bro i mean it's just been an absolute grind so i felt bad not going in the woods this morning but in the same token 
I'm okay with throwing it in. Like, and then I'm going to do something different to relax and kind of break up the monotony of hunting every single day. I mean, yeah, I kind of fuck. I, I sucked up and kind of freaking, you know, didn't hunt as hard as I wanted to through the rut, but it was warm, rain, this, that, and the other thing. But it is what it is. I'm not going to make excuses for myself, but. No, not at all. I remember, let's see here. It was November 19th. It was a Saturday. And a good friend of ours, uh, Cap, had shot a deer and it hit us up to go help him out. Yeah. So I think we said. You we were, were close. both going to hunt until 10. Yeah. That morning. Yeah. So, uh, well, I was going to sit longer, but I told him, I said, I'll get down and, uh, you know, I think I sat till 930 because I had a longer drive. I'll sit till 930. I'll be there for 10. You were right up the road. You were going to sit till 10. We'll meet there mm-hmm. at 1015. So whatever. Long story short, we won't get into details, but we went and helped Cap. By the time we were back in the driveway, kind of just sitting around bullshitting around the tailgate, I had this like anxious feeling inside me like i gotta go i got i, I gotta run i gotta because i'd been going 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 and i'm like i gotta i gotta get home i gotta get something to eat get my clothes back on i need to get back in the woods for this afternoon and then i was like no you don't just just enjoy the moment enjoy you're with your boys right yeah. now you haven't seen anybody at that at that time i had been two weeks into my vacation and i had done nothing but hunt every day mm-hmm. and i'm like just stop. Just you're with the boys right now. You're st- sitting around the tailgate. Enjoy it. Enjoy the camaraderie. Have some good conversations, some laughs. You don't. I don't have to hunt. Yeah, it's Saturday afternoon, and a ton of freaking deer died that day too because it was. I think that was the first Saturday of, um, of, gun, of season. gun season. It was. But I'm like, I don't need to be in the woods right now. I've been out every day for two weeks. I, I can miss an afternoon hunt. It's not the end of the world. And um, I think we ended up going and getting some lunch. And um, then we went and helped another friend recover a buck that day. Yeah, Devin shot his. And like I said, I, I had this anxious feeling like I needed to be somewhere else. And I, I needed like a wake-up call to say, no, you don't. Just, you know, enjoy the moment, which was which was good. I needed it at the time. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, that, and, you know, you, you have to break up that monotony, especially if you're grinding hard and you're doing those things. I mean, that's just the way that it goes. Uh, I, I guess breaking up monotony probably is a good thing. Why don't we break real quick and go and see our good buddy, Mr. Mike Salter, with the news from your cruise. All right, guys. Why don't we buckle up and see what's going on in the world of news with Mr. Mike Salter. Hey, everyone. We're going to start this one off in Utah, where the Division of Wildlife Resources is recommending changes to rules on Utah prairie dogs. Uh, which would go into effect if they are delisted under the Endangered Species Act. The changes proposed are for take of prairie dogs for situations where there are conflicts, uh, allowing regulated control of prairie dogs that are causing damage to private landowners. Uh, The DWR is also proposing some changes to black bear hunting in fur bear seasons. There are no changes proposed to the permit numbers or harvest objectives, but the black bear management plan will expire next year, prompting a proposal of changes to the plan. The proposed changes include allowing a hunter with a valid bait permit to hunt over another hunter's bait with written permission, allowing a single metal container with a max of 55 gallons to be used for bait if securely attached at the bait site, prohibiting chocolate or cocoa as bait since it can be toxic to animals, uh, requiring bait sites to comply with all DNR or DWR rules, uh, but that DWR not review and approve them before a COR is issued, uh, and eliminating the mandatory uh, orientation course, but instead providing educational materials to permit holders with their mailed materials. 
Uh, the DWR is also proposing to eliminate the fall bait season uh, so it doesn't overlap with hound hunting season since it is illegal to use both bait and hounds on a hunt. Other recommendations include keeping the bobcat season dates and permit numbers uh, the same for 2023 and re uh, recommending closure of Three Mile Creek and Reservoir Canyon to beaver trapping to facilitate beaver introductions to help with habitat projects. Uh, the DWR is looking for public's feedback at meetings on December 6th, 7th, and 8th, and January 3rd. Comments can be submitted prior to the meeting via online forms, and the meetings can be uh, viewed virtually or attended in person. Now to where, Wyoming, where the Wild Harvest Initiative and Wyoming Game and Fish Department have results from their wild meat sharing and consumption surveys. The surveys were designed to gain information about the amount of food annually harvested in Wyoming by recreational hunters and how this food is shared with other uh, community members, including non-hunters and uh, community food sharing organizations. The survey shows that 93.5% of successful hunters share a significant portion of their harvest with others. Uh, more than half of those are community members outside of the hunter's household, showing how hunting uh, positively impacts the larger community. Over 72% of hunters shared harvest with family members outside of their household, 63% shared with friends and neighbors, 14% shared with uh, associates from work, clubs, and organizations, 4% with churches, and 3.7% uh, with charities, food banks, uh, or those in need. And only 0.6% of successful hunters did not share their harvest with people outside of their household. Uh, this equates to sharing uh, with... 168,000 people uh, outside the hunter's households and 16.8% of the harvested meat or 1.7 million pounds was shared outside the hunter's ho uh, homes. So some true numbers showing the great impact of hunting on those communities. Uh, next to Nebraska, where they have seen a 45% decline in sightings of wild turkeys uh, by rural mail carriers over the past 15 years. And now the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission is funding a study with $1.8 million in fees from guns, ammo, and hunting permit sales. Uh, the intent of the study is to understand how wild turkeys are faring, what problems they are facing, and what steps, if any, might help the population bounce back. Uh, researchers from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and University of Georgia will spend the next several years studying Miriam's turkeys in western Nebraska for baseline numbers. Teams will catalog how many turkeys lay eggs, how many eggs uh, in each clutch survive, and where adult turkeys acquire food and choose shelter, uh, and track turkey movements to figure out uh, the kind of cover they seek at what times of the year, and how their choices uh, affect survival. Uh, this information will be used uh, to decide limits and seasons in future years, so some great research going on there. Lastly to Maine, where deer hunters have broken the record for deer harvest in a single season already, uh, with two weeks of expanded archery and muzzleloader hunting still remaining. Uh, there, is, there have been 41,875 deer taken so far, uh, which surpasses the record of 41,735 set in 1959. The Department of Inland Fish and Wildlife is not prepared to explain uh, the record harvest, but the revamped antlerless deer permit system may be one explanation. The changes in the system allows uh, permit holders to harvest an antlerless deer in designated WMUs, while also being able to hunt a buck statewide, um, letting hunters shoot at least two deer in a year. Uh, the numbers are already also showing a 7.5% increase uh, over last year, and it marks the fourth time that hunters have eclipsed the 41,000 uh, deer harvested mark, but the first since 1968. 
this trend is continuing after the 2021 season saw a 17% increase in harvest over 2020. So congratulations to those successful in the North Woods. With that, enjoy the rest of your ride. As always. Thank you, Mr. Mike Salter. If you guys have some news for Mr. Mike, what's going on in the world, uh, make sure to hit him up, Bearded Bowhunter21, or you can send it on over to us at Outdoor Drive Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to our website. Make sure to hit the subscribe and like button on everything so that you can follow along on what we have going on here. Uh, we have some new merch and stuff. We have a little facelift coming down the pipe. So We do? Uh, well, yes, we do. What kind of facelift? Uh, we are going to... We're going to, I don't want to talk about it too much, but we have a facelift. We're going to do some retrofitting around here, and things are going to change. You're going to see a little bit different things going on. But while we're talking about change, why don't you uh, snap right into uh, the Killer's Corner? You got a couple of those? I don't have any. (laughs) Bro, there's no way. (laughs) There's not a way. I can't even. No, dude. I cannot even freaking keep up anymore. We're two months behind already. uh, I'm constantly going through the page, and I'm like, Double checking my list because I don't want to miss anybody. Well, you got a bunch to add it on today. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm keeping up. If if, I, if somebody feel well, uh, whatever, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get to them all. But I, what I do is I make sure I like every single post. So if I see one and I didn't like it, I'm like, oh, I probably missed that one. So all right, we'll just. Uh, what are we doing? Twenty five today. I was going to do ten today. Ten. We're recording again tomorrow, so we'll do ten today, ten tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. So that's 10 today for this week and 10 next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll just keep them dragging on. Go ahead. I only buddy. have 10 fingers, so I can't really count any <laughs> We got 10 toes. So uh, let's see here. We got. I hope. Uh, you can help me with last names because you're the last name expert. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not. A, I, dude, I, in this podcast, I couldn't even get the kid's first name right. <laughs> that's a fact. I feel so bad, dude. I really do. Like, what an idiot. Well. Trev's bloopers. Yeah, well. All right. We got Dan Gavioli. Congratulations. Got first Vermont Buck. And I know he goes up there. No, not congratulations to him. Congratulations to you for having the last name right. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dan Gavioli got his first Vermont Buck. And I know he goes up there just about every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's so been he, going there for So congratulations to him. And then uh, his buddy Steve Hoppy got a Vermont five-pointer in the, the same camp. Uh, Michael McHugh, McHugh got his first deer, so big shout-out to you. Congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, our good friend Samantha Troutman shot a beautiful buck, real nice buck. Um, how about a shout-out for all the all the wags this year? You know what a wag is? The wives and, the girl, wives the wives and girlfriends? Yeah, wives and girlfriends. They're all crushing it. Uh, Edward Kerr shot a coyote. We always like seeing dead coyotes. That's yes. the best kind of coyote. It's a dead coyote. Uh, Ben Stanton, he's from uh, what's it called? Always Outdoors. Yep. Uh, big shout out to him because he actually passed a spike buck to shoot a freezer queen, and I love seeing that. Yeah, if you want to put me in a freezer, shoot them freezer queens, let them little bucks go. Uh, our buddy Mike Swanson from Broadbrook Acres shot a eight pointer, real nice eight pointer. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, Philip Kersup. 165-pound 10-pointer. Congratulations to you. Yep. Uh, Michael Tyler, what a great pitcher. Uh, Colorado Eastern Plains Mule Deer. Um, Captain Mike Tyler. Oh, Captain Mike Tyler. Oh, yeah, that's Captain Mike Tyler. No disrespect for missing the captain, but uh, great pitcher. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, he has actually got his father in the picture with him. 
Um, that was a good one. So congrats. Yeah, to Mike. Him. Yeah. Mike. Mike's Mike, a special, a special yeah. guy, man. Mike. Mike used to guide in out west. He kills some absolutely incredible, incredible mule deer. Um, he, dude, his trophy room is is extensive. Um, he does. He killed a very big black bear this spring. Um, he, he he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal outdoorsman, hands down. I, he's just an incredible, incredible, um, uh, you know, outdoorsman and woodsman. Um, he he's been. It's just incredible, absolutely incredible. And that mule deer dude is no far none. I, I bet you that thing's almost one ninety. Mm. Um, I think he said it was one eighty and some change. But but a phenomenal, phenomenal. And one. And that was the one where the uh, everyone was questioning why the skull plate was yeah was cut, so which is a lot of people didn't know. So why don't no, you why don't so, you explain uh, that? So so a lot of time in traveling, um, it's it's very crucial because you have to pack it right, and you have to literally um, you have to pack it and. Uh, you know, you we get like pool floaties or something and cover the tips of it so it's not like pointy and stuff. But if you if you cut the skull plate in half, now you have two antlers virtually, and then you can wrap them up and bring them back home. Instead of, dude, could you imagine going into a plane no. with a hundred and eighty inch white? I mean, a uh, mule deer. No, I couldn't. But uh, just out of curiosity, um, when you do something like that intentionally, can you still get it officially scored for like Boone and Crockett? Because it, it's a clean cut that you did intentionally, or how would that oh. work? I'm just curious. I don't think that you can because no, no, I believe that the rules in Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young are that it is an intact. That's what I thought plate. too, but I didn't know if yeah. you intentionally did it. If it worked, no. not that I, I don't care because I'm not so. a big guy on scores, anyways. So. But anyways, those guys, most of those guys, don't even care. No, it's not a problem, and I don't blame them either. No. And then I got one more. Uh, Sam Sheldon Jr., a.k.a. Bone. What a nickname that is. Shot his first buck on opening day in Michigan, and I got to reach out to Sam and get some info because I think we need to send Bone a T-shirt for his first buck. Oh, yeah. How old is Bone? I don't know. I got to reach out to him. I didn't put up my notes. Well, what good are you? I'm just trying my best, bud. This is A. This is, this is your world. I'm just living in it. Jeez Louise. This is Trevor bro. Berwick show. Jeez, man. I can't even. Uh, well, I, whatever, dude. If you're going to do it and at least you not suck at it, please. Hey, I, I can only do my best, bud. Well, whatever. My best isn't good enough. Dude. You know what? I, I don't even want to hear your voice. Can we get on with the show now? We'll go to Nevin's friends, Mr. Is Dan Burns. Okay. I'm just yeah, glad, I'm glad you said it right. All right. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we're back on the phone with Dan Burns. Dan, how are you doing, man? Good, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the Outdoor Drive and, and kind of tell your story. You got something kind of a little bit special. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, it's it's special to me. It may not be special to a lot of people, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, it's special to me and then uh, a whole bunch of other people mm-hmm. that are involved with it. Yeah. Uh, so. You've been having a really good season. Things have been kicking off pretty well for you, kind of come winding down or just kind of picking up? It's picking up, but uh, it's been busy since uh, about the second week in July. Uh, you know, we've been out getting uh, getting in the outdoors and, you know, living a dream, you know. Nothing better than that. Man, why don't we turn this key? We'll put this thing into four-wheel drive. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do. Well, my name's Dan Burns. Uh, I'm from uh, western Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Pittsburgh, uh, just out in the country. And uh, we have an organization called Nevin's Hunting Friends. 
um, that takes special needs and disabled uh, youth into the outdoors, uh, you know, give them that outdoor experience like uh, you and I can. Um, you know, they had, it's difficult for them because of their illness or their disability uh, to get out there. So uh, most of the time uh, their parents are unable to take them uh, due to uh, they're not active in the outdoors uh, or they, they're financially not able to um, or they just don't have the drive um, that the kids do. So where did this all start, Dan? Uh, this started uh, back in 2013. Uh, my son, Nevin, uh, and I went to a game dinner, local game dinner at a church. And uh, they were uh, offering youth hunts uh, for uh, disabled kids and kids with illnesses. Um, just to let everybody know, my son, Nevin, uh, was born with rheumatoid arthritis, um, which is a muscle disorder that is common in older folks. Um, but, uh, he was one of the unfortunate ones that got it when he was born. Um, so you know, if anybody out there that has it knows what he's going through, uh, you know, you can't hardly go your, your joints and your muscles do not, uh, they're not like in warm-up mode. You just don't go. Um, it's hard to uh, walk. It's hard to ride a bike. Uh, it's hard to do mainly daily activities. So, you know, Nevin being, you know, not <clears throat> not able to, you know, play football or, or baseball, soccer or whatnot, you know, he, he turned to the outdoors and, and enjoyed hunting and fishing where it's not really stressful. Uh, on your muscles to do it, um, which uh, that's why he is where he's at today. Yeah. So, uh, but it all started back in 2013 at the game dinner. Uh, and we went to a game dinner or, or went to a, uh, a deer hunt. And Nevin harvested his first deer uh, at seven years old. He turned seven in January. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> or yeah, he turned seven. And then his deer hunt was in the, in the fall. So he, he got his first deer and uh, he was pretty hooked. Um, after that, uh, they asked him to come back for turkey season, which is in March. Um, and then he turned to eight in January. And his uh, turkey hunt, uh, right before the turkey hunt, um, the landowner passed away. Oh, no. uh, so unable to go on that turkey hunt. But just to back up a little bit, at the deer hunt, there was different uh, disabled kids there. Um, was and, it a full uh, disabled youth hunt, or was it just it was just a youth hunt that they had put together for kids, or how did that all? Yeah, pan it was out? A, it was a youth hunt that they put together for kids. Uh, but uh, if you had a disability, they encouraged you to attend. Um, and there was probably uh, about 40, 40 or so kids there. Yeah, um, and. If I remember correctly, there was only four or five disabled kids, and the rest were uh, normal functioning kids. And uh, at the uh, deer hunt at the luncheon, there was kids that were sitting outside at, at a picnic table. Um, little girl that was in a wheelchair. Uh, she had spina bifida. Uh, another boy that uh, had a broken foot. Uh, he wasn't disabled, but I think he just had a broken foot. 
and Nevin was sitting there and another boy that had uh, some crutches. I believe he had uh, uh, the beginning stages of MS. Uh, so he was just there just sitting there and I went outside and I said, you know, everything okay? And he says, yeah, just muscles are hurting. So he's just sitting there relaxing. I said, all right, well, I'm going to go in here and, uh, you know, talk to these guys for a little bit longer. I'll be out and we'll, we'll hit the road. Um, so, you know, everything's cool. And, uh, you know, we hit the road, you know, thanked everybody. And, uh, you know, we're just waiting on the, the call for March. Uh, but then we got the call that uh, the landowner passed. So I uh, proceeded to, to tell Nevin that the landowner passed away. Uh, Mr. Barrett was the guy's name. And uh, he says, he says, that's a shame. He says, I was really looking forward to going back over there for turkey season. I said, yeah, I know. I said, you know, we'll just, we'll just find another place to go. And, you know, just the two of us will go. And he says to me, he says, he says, well, why don't we take the kids hunting? And uh, I said, which kids are you talking about? And he says, we can, we can take the kids that were at the deer hunt. And I said to him, I said, Nevin, you know, we can't, there's no possible way I can take out 40 kids. I don't have the room or, or the, the manpower or, or anything like that. I said, there's no possible way. And he says, no, he says, he says, I want to take my friends. And I said, Nevin, which, what, what is your friends? And he says that the friends uh, were at the picnic table. He says, they can't go like I can. Uh, he says, I want to give them the opportunity to go, go hunting. And I said, you know, that that's good. I said, you know, well, that's a lot better than 40, but you know, we'll, we'll see what, uh, <laughs> what we do. And, uh, you know, I, I met up with the, uh, the little girl that was in the wheelchair. Her, her name was Ariana Evans. And I met up with him, her, uh, and her, and her dad. And, you know, I got to talking with him and, and I told him what Nevin's idea was. And, uh, you know, he says, Hey, that, you know, it, it may sound like a good idea. And, um, I was talking with my wife about it and talking with my uh, brother-in-law, you know, and, uh, you know, we decided, Hey, maybe, maybe he's got an idea here that we can run with and, and try it. And, uh, you know, we approached Nevin, you know, cause the first time I, you know, basically just blew it off cause I thought he was crazy. Um, but we, uh, you know, we talked it over with them and, you know, we said, Hey, we're, let's try this and see what happens. You know, we'll, we'll take a couple kids out and, and go from there. So, oh, excuse me. Out uh, the fall of that year, deer hunting, um, we actually took out four kids with Nevin, and three out of the five kids got a deer. Um, it was pretty impressive. Uh, you know, we after that hunt, I sat down with Nevin. And I said, "Hey, is this a one-time thing?" Or I said, "You want to run with this and and see where it goes?" You know, and the boy being eight years old, you know, he's all for it. He don't, you know, he didn't realize what's entailed for it. Um, he's dreaming but, to know, the stars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's just happy to go hunting, you know, right. he's, you know typical eight year old kid. They don't really care. But, uh, you know, he, he ran with it and, you know, I said, Hey, we got to call it something. And, uh, you know, he says, let's call it Nevin's hunting friends. So each kid that we take out, you know, through the years now those are his hunting friends uh but you know it's become more than that you know they they become family and 
and uh, you know they're they're really close with one another, and all the kids, you know, they they got all phones nowadays, so you know they're all texting and and talking back and forth, and you know they're calling me and you know da 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 and and uh, you know asking us when the next hunt is, but uh, you know that started back in 2013 with that hunt, and you know 2014 he had the idea, uh, you know, and and as of now in 2022, you know we take out about 20 kids at a time, um, hunting, fishing, uh, you know, and we expanded a little bit before in, but in 2000, um, 2019, I think we expanded the organization, um, to not only deer hunting and turkey hunting, but we go pheasant hunting, uh, we go goose hunting, dove hunting, uh, we go up to uh, Lake Erie for walleye fishing. You know, we kind of expanded it uh, through instead of two hunts, uh, there's uh, nine different hunting activities, fishing activities that we uh, go through each year. Um, you know, and then uh, 2020, um, we made the uh, the idea that if you are in an organization from whatever age, the age of seven to 17, which is the PA youth season, whatever age that you are in, in the organization, you stay in our organization until you're 17. Uh, so you can do all the events throughout the year and then you stay with us uh, through the number of years. So some kids can be with us for 10 years if they start at seven. Wow. So, you know, that, that's what puts us above and beyond somebody giving you a hunt. You know, a lot of people on TV or, you know, the pros or whatever, they'll donate a hunt and take you out, take you out on that hunt. And then when you're done with, you know, they don't see that person again. You know, it's kind of a one and done deal where we'll take them out, you know, completely for how many years until they're out of the program in 17. Um, you know, we got kids that are graduating the program this year that were the original five in 2013 that started the group. So those guys are now 17 or this will be their last year. At this will be their last year. Yes. Nevin, Nevin, uh, is 17 right now. Uh, the Turkey hunt that's coming up in March for our organization is his last. Wow. So then what so, is he going to, so then he's just going to become a volunteer and help out. I mean, obviously he's not going to leave the organization. No, no. He's well, he's actually over the past couple of years, he's been kind of slacking off on himself going hunting and decides to take a kid out, you know, with me. I go with him, but we take a kid out uh, for one of the activities and he'll let that that child or the, uh, get their animal before Nevin goes. So wow. he's kind of putting them forward. Um, he's already stepping up and, you know, he don't even know it. Uh, you know, it's just coming natural to him. Um, you know, I told him when I started the organization, you know, I did all the leg work. I did all the, the brain work, you know, got the uh, 501C. Uh, we did all that in 2014. Uh, and I said to him, I said, you know, by, by the state of Pennsylvania, you know, when you turn 18, you can take over. I said, you know, that's coming up soon. Uh, I said, you know, I will, I will help you out as much as I can and whatever I can. But I said, this is your baby now. So, you know, you, you got to step up and do it. And it, he's ready. Um, 
he, he does everything with me. Um, you know, I just do the legwork because he's under 18, you know, so, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot involved to do it. You know, you gotta, you know, once one event's done, you gotta start for another. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I, I'm glad that he had this idea, uh, you know, over the past, uh, it's been what, eight years, you know, we've helped over 200 kids, um, and, uh, you know, he's actually, if somebody contacts him that is over the age of 17, but they still don't have a place to go or they need some help to go, uh, you know, he'll offer and he'll, he'll say, yeah, let's go. You know, he don't really care. It does, you know, the age limit doesn't matter to him. Um, you know, it, as far as organization does, you know, our organization only does seven to 17, but he'll do it. You know, just for instance, we took a, uh, a 52 year old blind guy out this year. Wow. Uh, didn't have a place to go, you know, and I said, yeah, let's go. You know, it don't matter to me. Um, they have uh, what they call red tag season here in Pennsylvania. It's uh, deer crop damage areas for farms. Mm-hmm. And we found one of the farms and, you know, we went up there and, you know, the man har- harvested deer. You know, you would have never thought that a blind guy could hunt, but he did, you know. He just loves it. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, he just steps up in, in different ways and, you know, it's, it's remarkable. Um, you know, couldn't be, couldn't be more proud. So there, there's a lot of try, I mean, you know, troubles that you guys go through with having the disabled kids. I mean, it's not like a, obviously like a full normal hunt, right? Or how does that work? Well, we take out, uh, you know, we have, uh, four kids in a group or four people in a group, you know, you have your kid, your, your parent. Uh, we have a, a mentor and then a cameraman. So there's four people in each group. Uh, we don't put nobody in a tree. Uh, everybody stays on the ground in ground blinds. Um, we have uh, 20 different uh, mentors and 20 different cameramen that go with these people. Um, and we place them in different areas, different farms all across the county. Um, and then we, uh, all the farmers, they post their property so nobody else can come in there when they're hunting, uh, which is good. Um, and then they just, you know, hope for the best. It's public land. You know, they have just, uh, um, some days they don't see nothing and other days they, they see a bunch, you know, it just depends on what animal they do. That's crazy. And now you only hunt in Pennsylvania and it's only for Pennsylvania residents or how does, how does the organization work? We hunt in Pennsylvania. Uh, anybody across the United States can, can join our organization you know it doesn't really matter you know the only thing you have to be is between the ages of 7 and 17 um and have a parent with you um you know and then when you get here just purchase a a, a hunting license uh whether you're in state or out of state and uh, those are the only three requirements to have if you don't have nothing else we will provide it for you uh you know as far as clothing or uh firearms or anything like that we will Mm -hmm. provide it for you so, so you said that there's a cameraman with you, like they, you guys film every single hunt. We've, yeah, we film everything, um, from start to finish. Uh, we first decided to do it, uh, just to give the, uh, back when CDs were good, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, to give everybody a, uh, a memento CD of what they're, what they're doing. Uh, but we kind of stepped it up a little bit and, uh, we, we got an editor involved and uh made a tv show and uh called it nhf tv uh and but we didn't have no adults on it it was all uh kids uh hunting uh 
wording, everything, except for the narrator. Um, so it was the first one in America with all kids. Um, after that, there was a few more that, that popped up. Um, but we put it on, uh, it's called it uh, Gen 7 Network, which is like uh, Mojo TV, online stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put two seasons of that on there. And uh, we're now currently, uh, you know, we're trying to up the game a little bit and trying to find a different platform. Uh, you know, we're trying for television now. So, you know, we want the whole county, country to see, you know, what it's like for these kids, you know, with uh, disabled uh, disabilities and stuff. And, you know, nothing stops them, uh, you know, and it shouldn't stop you. You know, we, you know, we have the drive to go every day. You know, we're per- perfect, healthy uh, uh, adults. You know, these kids just, you know, trying to get them out there, you know, to put a smile on their face is the number one goal. You know, and whatever it takes to do that, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like, one of the, like, the, the hardest, the hardest hunts is that you've done with somebody that has, dis- like, the disability? Like, what is one of the hardest disab- disabilities to have to deal with throughout the hunting? Um, well, as far as a, a hunt with a disability, uh, any type of bird, because um, you got to have range of motion. You know, it's not like a deer, you know, you can put a, a gun in a tripod and shoot it. Uh, you know, when something's flying in the air, you got to try to follow it. Uh, that is probably the hardest for the kids to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, uh, but I'm telling you, these kids, they, they shoot better than me sometimes, you know, and it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, you got a kid with, uh, just for instance, I have a kid with, uh, um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but no. it's, uh, their bones and everything is just deteriorating. You know, their, their age limit. Uh, for life is in the 20s i mean it's not very long at all um you know they, they fall down they, you know they just get back up and uh these kids you know how they pick up these guns is unbelievable and shoot these pheasants out of the sky and, and shoot dove and geese i mean if you guys probably know shooting a dove you got to be quick mm-hmm. i mean it's just unbelievable and they'll shoot them out of the sky and they're they are much better than me you know, every once in a while, you know, every summer we'll get together and say, hey, let's go, let's go uh, grab a few boxes of skeet and let's just go shoot. You know, kids love that. And, uh, you know, we'll take 10 or 12 boxes of skeet out there, you know, and shoot 9,000 rounds of it. <laughs> There's shells laying everywhere. I mean, they just, they love it. You know, and you can't tell them to stop. You know, the only time you stop is when you run out of shells. <laughs> you know, that's it, you know. Me, you know, if I shoot, if I shoot 20 boxes, 20 shells out of a ski, I can't move for a day because my shoulder hurts and everything mm-hmm. else, you know, and it's just unbelievable. The willpower of these kids is just amazing, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about, you know, trying to, you know, instead of, uh, you know, a child sitting there and, you know, say they're in a chair, don't have nothing to do, you know, they sit there and watch television, they play on a phone or something. You know, get them out in the outdoors. Have, let them have a good time. Was there like ever a moment like in your head that was like, we this dream came true? Like when you know when when did it all come to you that like this this is it? Like we we made it happen. Um, I would say probably when it first hit me real hard that you know, hey, look what we did. That was probably in. Uh, I would say probably 
five or six years ago when we had 18 kids out for the deer hunt and we had uh we had we had a group from uh southern ohio come in and they helped us film and and try to get the the first season of the uh on the gen 7 network and i said hey we got to get everything going we got to make this perfect and we had eight kids got their deer before lunch we come in for lunch had that uh and uh went back out and uh i think it was about I think shooting time was like 5.15 or something. And like 5 o'clock, we still had like three more kids to get a deer. And then all of a sudden, I heard three shots right back to back. And they called me on the phone. And they said, we all got deer. You know, they're all screaming and hooting and hollering. <laughs> you know, the kids are half. You know, in the woods, you're just supposed to be quiet. You know, when you hear this hooting and hollering, you think something's the matter. You know, and then all 18 got a deer that day. And it was just, That's you know, awesome. You know, it, it hits you, you know. Yeah, because you did it, man. Like, you, you built this and you and Naven and, and look, at, look what you're doing. I mean, to have 18 kids to get a deer all in one day, I mean, that's – I mean, that's – that's just tear jerking just thinking about it. Like those oh, yeah. those kids would never have been able to have the chance to do something if you didn't do this for them, or you and Naven yeah. didn't do this for them. I mean, yeah. it's a. I yeah, mean, Naven's obviously good, you, know? you can tell. I mean, I mean, we've never met Naven, but it, you you can tell he's definitely a, a special kind of kid. I mean, to think mm-hmm. about other kids and and to think about other people to get them in the outdoors and share, you know what what he what he loves with other kids that may not be able to do it, you know, and to show them that, that they're able to do this, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's an incredible thing. It really honestly is. Yeah. Yeah. If you sit back and think about, wow, you know, he created this, you know, where where can it go from here? You know, you you can only get better, you know, so we've had a hundred percent, you know, I think twice now we've had, uh, um, Last year, we had 15, 13 out of 15 got their deer. Uh, one boy shot a deer and couldn't find it. And the other one had to go home because of a medical issue. So, you know, the chances of, of 100% is just, you know, it's it's out there every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, like I said, to, to put a, a smile on their faces is, is the why we do it. You know, it's not about the harvest. Um, you know, it, it's about living a dream. Uh, and giving that opportunity to other kids and, and going from there, you know, it, it's just, you know, I'll do it probably till the day I die. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hopefully Nevin keeps it up and, and goes from there. You know, you know, we are a 501C, you know, we're a nonprofit and, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's hard to raise funds for the kids, you know, and, and you have all the kids that, that come to the fundraiser. You know, the kids that are going out there hunting, they actually come and help, uh, you know, so you know you've done something right. And the best part about it is the kids that graduate the program that are over 17, um, most of them, not all of them, but most of them turn around and come back as a volunteer. And they mentor other kids that go out. You know, this this past weekend was, you know, the rifle season started here. We had a kid from Ohio that aged out of the organization that has become good friends with Nevin 
and comes over here and we took him on hunting all weekend. That's awesome. <clears throat> you know, Nevin, Nevin already tagged out in archery season. So he, he was free to go. And we just, you know, we all went out and had a good time. Uh, you know, and that boy, he ended up getting dough on Saturday, uh, you know, which is, you know, it, it, it's just something special that they, they bond and create a friendship just over this, uh, you know, and then they might be friends for life. You know, yeah. it's, it's just unbelievable. Now there, there's a whole nother side to it though, because like kids with disability, like you were saying that, you know, that might not only live until 20 or something and you have them mm -hmm. in that program. I mean, there's obviously been like some type of situations like that, that you've, you've had to encounter too with losing children that have yeah. been in the group too. Yeah. Um, the, we haven't lost anybody as far as kid wise, uh, through the organization. Uh, but we did the, the little girl that was at the picnic table, uh, at the deer hunt. Uh, she ended up passing away. Um, she was only 23. Um, but you know, I am friends with, with her dad. Nevin's good friends with, with the dad. You know, I talk to him all the time. Uh, he comes up and still volunteers. Uh, and, you know, we named our uh, uh, turkey hunt after her. Um, so um, if you ever look, I don't know if you guys looked at any of the YouTube. We have YouTube, uh, you know, Nevin Sunning Friends. And, uh, you know, her name was Ariana. And uh, the last, uh, she died uh, two years ago. And uh, every time Nevin goes out in the woods, um, we have a sponsor of uh, Hardy Face Paint, and uh, he puts a letter A on his cheek. That's insane. Yeah. That's incredible. And he, he does it for her. Wow. <sighs> That's oh. tough. That's Sorry, tough. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's just it's incredible that what what you guys have done. I mean, this is, you, you know, you, you see the wounded warrior stuff, and you see some of the other stuff, and some of the organizations that these guys put together for people to get in the outdoors. And I mean, they mm -hmm. they have their own special place. But I mm -hmm. think us. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy because like we, me myself personally, and and kind of the outdoor drive in itself is always advocated for for youth hunters and getting youth hunters in into the outdoors so like your organization and what you're doing is 100 percent special to us like we we this is incredible it's absolutely incredible what you guys are doing what you guys have built what what is to come from from nevin's friends it, it's it's nuts you guys it, it's it's definitely an incredible thing it, it really honestly is it's I, I don't even know what to say. Kind of lost for words, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a special organization, you know, and it, it's hard out there. You know, it's, you know, like I try to get sponsors for the kids. Uh, you know, we have some major sponsors as far as, you know, Nevin himself has Martin Archery. Mm -hmm. You know, they give him bows and all that. And, you know, he shoots for that. And, you know, I we have Ozonics and Hardy Face Paint. You know, we got all the big guys. And, you know, they, they give products for all the kids to use. And, you know, when I take a picture of the kids and uh, I send it to the, the people for their organizations and the sponsors, they just love it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, – with those onyx, you know, that they're a major company throughout the, you know, our kids, every one of them, if you've ever been to a hospital, 
there is a smell in the hospital that is doesn't match nothing. Mm-hmm. The guy that created Ozonics was a heart surgeon for a hospital. And if you've ever been to an OR, you can smell Ozonics inside the OR. You put a, a, a child that has different bandages or different, uh, you know, medicines or whatnot, there's a smell. You can definitely smell it. And if you put somebody in a blind with Ozonics, you have a deer walking 10 feet in front of you because they cannot smell it. You know what I mean? They have to be the number. They're about the number two sponsor that we have. And it's just, you know, I call Buddy Pallon and I'll tell him, send him pictures, you know, that man is just ecstatic. He just loves the kids to get out there and puts a smile on his face. And, you know, that's why he's been with us for six years. I mean, he's just, it's amazing. But I'd have to say the number one sponsor that we have will be Sawyer. You guys ever hear of Sawyer? No, I haven't. You have, Steve? The bug spray. Bug spray. Tick the pellet and bug spray. <laughs> I thought that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Pennsylvania is horrible for bugs. Ticks are, are just highly, they're just, they're everywhere. You yeah, know, they get worse like every year, it seems, too. Yes. Yeah, oh, too. my God. They're everywhere. You know, I got bites all over me and, and stuff like that, and I spray down. You know, putting a smile on a kid's face, you know, because he sees a big old 110-inch deer walk in front of you will dissipate real fast if they get a tick bite in their foot. I'm telling you, that, mm. that's got to be the number one thing that we have is the, the Sawyer products. And it's just, you know, but, you know, all the, all the sponsors, you know, we can't do it without sponsors. We can't do it without, you know, the other people that we have and, you know, fundraising. Like I said, we're a nonprofit, so we have to rely on the public and fundraisers to even go. You know, you know how expensive it is to take yourself out of you know, we have to take out 20 kids at a time. Well, and, and, it, some, and you, you said that you outfit these kids if they need something. Yeah, if they need something, you know, we'll get them. You know, we'll get them camo. We'll get them orange. You know, we'll get them whatever they need. Boots, hats, gloves, anything that they need. That's incredible. You know, because a, a lot of them, the families don't have the funding to do that. Right. You know, with their medical expenses and insurance nowadays, you know, not everything's covered. And, you know, you know, there's, you know, it's sad to say, but some some people out there don't even have enough food to, to survive. So, you know, let alone hunting equipment, you know, that's the last thing on their mind. So, but we get them going and, you know, we, uh, you know, we have, uh, we had a, a camo clothing line that was, uh, you know, sponsored and they gave all the kids camo and then they just got bought out. So that kind of shoots out in the foot, but, <laughs> but, you know, we'll try and, you know, we'll try to find somebody else, you know, Absolutely. So what's kind of some of the future plans for, for, for Navin's hunting friends? Nevins. Uh, I know, keep saying just, Navin's. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's yeah. Nevin's. Sorry. Nevin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but, you know, we just, uh, you know, we had a big fundraiser last year and uh, we sent uh, the kids that are over 12 years old. We sent them out of state um, to Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia. Uh, I think we got one going to Illinois in March, and then we got a girl going to Florida in December for a gator hunt. Uh, we send each one of them on an out-of-state hunt, uh, you know, try to give them a hunt of a lifetime, basically, um, to, you know, try to give them that different animal, uh, you know, bigger buck or whatever, over 140 or something, uh, you know, just to, to give them a different dream, you know. And so 
we did we're doing that we just sent eight kids uh to ohio last week uh four kids got a big buck uh one boy missed a buck uh the one in indiana this week this past weekend didn't see anything so he was skunked uh you know so we're just you know and you can only do the over 12 ones because you got to have your hunter safety card if you're getting a license out of state out so of state, yeah. once they turn 12 the younger ones you know we'll be sending them out you know uh, whatever we can do to to uh so, put a smile on her face you know that's that's, that's so our goal cool. that's so cool so they get while they're in the program with you they get to do one out-of-state hunt one out-of-state hunt yeah wow so and the, and the, so the girl she's going to florida to what shoot gators two gators yep that's like her Go. that's what she's wanted to do or they get kind of like a choice yep. to like yeah, she's one of the uh, – she was in the, the second year of our program. Um, she actually has uh, dwarfism. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's, uh, she said, I've shot plenty of deer. I've shot plenty of turkey. I wanted something different. I said, well, I'll have to try to find something different. And uh, I found that. And Actually, I found one last year, but it was too late to go. Uh, so we made it happen for this year. So she's ready to go. That's not. That's so cool that they get the opportunity to go and do something a little bit. Man, you know, they, they, that that's a that's. I couldn't imagine the smiles. I really couldn't. I can't even. I can't even fathom the smiles of of the kids' faces when they when they harvest these animals like for the first mm-hmm. time. I. Well, you you are able to see them if you go on our website, yeah. <laughs> We take pictures. You can see everything on there. Smiles. I'm telling you, you need a screwdriver to pry a smile off your face. Well, I know and how it is. The goal. I know how it is to to hunt with a youth, right? Because we, I do a ton of youth hunting, but but mm-hmm. to do with with somebody who's disabled and might not, maybe never thought that they would able even be able to do it, you know. And yep. that's that's one of the things. Like, I think that's one of the hardest things is like the kids that like that I personally would work with, right? Would be somebody who who's grown up in a hunting family. Because mm-hmm. they, but they would never like have turkey hunting cuz turkey hunting is obviously one of the easier things to do, right? I mean cuz you call mm-hmm. the whatever. But like to to be able to bring out a kid with a dis, with a disability that not in a hunting family. You know, and trying to be able to contact with those and get those kids out there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. something that they would never have expected to be able to do. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's definitely a special. Uh, there's there's definitely a special place for that for sure. There's no question about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, um, even even kids that uh, are grown up. Uh, you know, for instance, we took the blind guy out here uh, a few months ago, um, and in Pennsylvania, you have. Uh, there's a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday where military um, can go, uh, disabled uh, individuals can go, uh, and the youth can go. So there was a guy, and we only go on Saturday because we take everybody one day, and that's so we can get it going. Well, we took a kid out that was in a uh, motorcycle accident, uh, and he was paraplegic. So he has a uh, system on his track chair that he is uh, paralyzed from the neck down. So he didn't have no use of his arms or nothing. And he blew into a hose to shoot his firearm. He had a local company come in uh, from a uh, gun dealer and uh, put a system on his trigger. Um, and he was able to do that. Nevin and I actually took him out 
and he also harvested a doe on that Thursday. That's and that's got to be it, when you have somebody in a chair that is uh, paraplegic and you can't move the chair. That's that was the hard part, trying to get his system turned around from left to right or right to left to get that deer in the scope. Um, we have a, a company called Phone Scope, uh, where your phone hooks directly to your uh, scope itself, and it makes it bigger. But he actually had a uh, five by seven computer screen, like a little tablet, mm-hmm. that he hooked up to it, so it was really really big, um, so he could see it. And, uh, you know, he, he zoomed in and, and shot that, shot that deer. It was only about 70 yards, 80 yards, and it didn't go very far at all. That's so So, nuts. Yeah. He's, he's in his late thirties. So, you know, we, Nevin's kind of escalated himself into, uh, helping over 17 years old. He did it twice this year. You know, we'll see what happens next year. And, uh, you know, it's just. I, I applaud him to, for what he does. Uh, you know, he's only 17 years old. And I don't, I, I'm still kind of leery. You know, he doesn't see the full picture of what he created. Um, but, you know, it, it'll hit him one of these times, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he comes to, you know, we, we hold at meetings and, and uh, fundraisers and all this stuff. And he's right there. You know, we ask him his opinions and, uh, you know, and he gives us his thoughts and, um, you know, he, he has a, uh, what they call a, uh, it's called the NHF kids, kids committee where he'll get with the hunt, the, the hunters and talk and, you know, what would you guys like to see us do or what, what can we do better? What can, you know, what, it was there any problems, you know, you know, the whole nine yards and they talk and I think it's just a, a laughing session, but you know, they, they <laughs> I, I still give them that, you know, opportunity to do that and you know he's kind of has his little group and you know they all they're all talking and they're all friends and you know they you know they're calling me wanting to know when the next hunt is you know which is it's good you know you know i uh they still have the interest you know you know if if you tell tell one of them that that you can't take them on a certain day or whatever yes they get mad but you know that's just a kid uh you know we can't do everything for everybody you know we all have lives too you know so you know, we're all volunteers. You know, I don't get paid a nickel for it. So, uh, you know, I've done it for since 2014. And, you know, God knows how much money we spend in gas and, and all that. And it's just going higher and higher here in PA. But Yeah, it's every, that's what everywhere across the board. Yeah. It doesn't get any easier. I'll tell you that yeah, much. It's terrible. No. You know, so. But, uh, you know, we just continue and, you know, get up every day and, and work at it some more. Now, now, are you ever like looking for volunteers or people to help out, or so somebody's listening yeah. or something like that? Yeah, we are looking for volunteers all the time. You know, somebody, you know, uh, you know, people get older and move on, and you know, out of the area or whatnot can't help because of the work schedule, and uh, you know, people can go right to our website and uh, volunteer, and uh, you know, each one of the volunteers, you know, you got to have your child safety check uh, through the state of Pennsylvania. Um, so, you know, everybody's, you know, we, we have all the good guys, you know, helping the kids instead of the, any of the bad people, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we take volunteers and, uh, you know, we rely on donations and, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we'll take as many people who want to sign up, 
you know, we're, we're always accepting kids, you know, this right now we're down to 15, uh, cause we had some kids age out. And, uh, so we're good to go. And is, they, hopefully... can, they can get on the website too. Same place. Yeah. And... Every, everything's on the website. Yeah. So that's awesome. And you can see everything from the website, you know, hunt past hunts and, and fishing and videos and, you know, the whole nine yards. So that's awesome. Well, Dan, what, what, we always ask this question, and I'll ask you it, man. And I bet you that it's it's definitely probably a very special answer, honestly. But um, Dan, what what drives you outdoors? What drives me? Uh, watching these kids smile every time they go. I mean, it's just you know when you get there at five o'clock in the morning, parents are just getting their second cup of coffee and half of them have two toothpicks holding their eyelids open and you know the kids are out there raring to go they got more energy than a freaking wagon wheel i'm telling you and uh you know that's what drives you and you know whether they get something or not and you know if they do they come back at lunch and they're all excited and you know they come up to you and give you a big old hug and you know you know you've done something right and you know that's that's why we do it we do it for them you know and we'll continue to do it for them and and uh, so that's what drives me. So, you know, if, if I tell people all the time, you know, just take one day and take the kid out. It'll change your life, um, whether they're disabled, whether they're not. Um, you know, if you see videos on TV of, of uh, Buck Fever with them little kids, you know, it's out there. Um, but to see it with your own eyes, it, it's a totally different experience. So it's It's kind of crazy because, like, like myself, right? So for all right, we'll call it I'm professional fisherman, right? That's what I do for a living. And mm. to bring like my niece or nephew or another kid out fishing and just go sit by the pond and go pumpkin seed fishing or mm. bass fishing in a pond, like it brings you back and it kind of grounds you okay. and makes you think about it more than anything in the world. Like I can only imagine like if you were to go like if you were a big buck chaser and then you were going to go and just go hunt a doe with a kid and just mm. get grounded again, you know? And, and I, I, and that's like every day with you. Like there's obviously like a special place every single time that you go hunting with, with one oh, yeah. of these kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, if you, you ever come to my house, I got, my, we got mounts on the wall. We got furs on the wall. You know, we got all kinds of hunting stuff and then a single thing about it's mine. It's all the kids. It's all the kids. Yeah. Somebody comes to your house. They want to see the mouse. They say, where's yours? I say, still out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, you know, it, it, they, they smile, too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'd rather see a kid get a deer than me get a deer. Mm -hmm. it, it don't matter to me anymore. You know, like we talked earlier. I, yesterday was the first deer I got all season. Season started here back in end of July with, with the farmer tags. I ain't got nothing. You know what I mean? We took out, I don't know, we took out 15 or so kids. We took, uh, you know, the, the blind guy out. We took the paraplegic guy out, you know, took, taking former members out. I'd rather do that than go out myself. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, I'm I'm not selfish, but, you know, heck yeah, I'd like to get a big buck. But if a kid's hunting beside me, I'll let him shoot first. I mean, that's just, that's just the way I am. You know what I mean? And I took a, uh, a parent out last night. One of the kids is that in the group. I took his the parent out, and I let him shoot first. You know, 
it's not my fault that he missed, but I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes. But, you know, I'll let somebody else go first. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've shot plenty of, plenty of deer in my day, you know, and it's time for somebody else to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my wife hasn't even gone out this year. She's got three tags left. Hadn't even been out. You know, where, you know, if I go out, take the kids, she's got to sit, she sits at home. So, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's my, that's my drive, you know, taking a kid out, get them out there. That's, that's my drive for, you know, that's my fuel, you know. So, I, you know, I'll tell you this, Dan. I, the, the Burns family sounds like they got a special place for you, man, because you guys are, are, you guys are angels. I mean, that's an incredible, Incredible thing that you guys do for these kids and and what you guys have going on over there. It's just it's it's next to none, man. To hear these stories and everything that you got going on is incredible, man. And mm. thank you, thank you for doing this for the hunting community because it this is this is something very special, dude. I it really honestly yeah. is. This, this is incredible. Um, and anything that we can do to be involved and help out, you know, doing podcasts or whatever, it's it's just mm. it's incredible, man. It really honestly well, if is. Ever down this way, you know. You guys are way up north. If you're ever down this way, come. You're welcome to come and join us. Uh, you know, we we have a blast. And uh, you know, if any listeners out there, you know, you never hear from the big pros or nothing. You know, so you know, any of them pros want to come and help, take a kid out. It'll change your life. It ain't all about the money, you know. So that's true. But, well, Dan, why don't you tell everybody, man, where they can find you and they can find what's going on uh, with Navin's Hunting Friends. Nevin. Nevin. <laughs> Why keep doing that? Steve, come on, correct me. I did. Sorry, dude. I, 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 get, I get so tied up in conversation and I just like I lose it. I, I do this all the time. I'm sorry. That's why yeah. I, we call it Trev's bloopers. So it we'll just add it to the reel, I guess. After the blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, everybody can go to, to nevinshuntingfriends.com and uh, look at that. You can you can see everything from our past photos past videos uh what we're doing upcoming events uh upcoming fundraisers you can donate on that page uh you can also sign up to be a volunteer um fill out the application right there and everything comes right in so you can do everything off that website uh as far as our organization you know you can look us up on facebook um instagram we don't that's the only other two we have and uh, go from there but it's a blast you know and uh you know if you're on there, just look up look up Nevin on Facebook. He'll talk to you. <laughs> Don't look up Navin. If you look up yeah. Navin, you're not gonna find him. It's Nevin. <laughs> yeah, if you Google Nevin Sunning Friends, you'll find it. It's everywhere. That's awesome. All over the place. That's absolutely but, awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you know, they, it. Yeah, I, every time that we're on a video or every time we're uh, talking to somebody on the phone, uh, we always say, "Remember, take a kid out hunting." So he or she can enjoy it as you can. We say that all the time. We'll stick with that. So, No better way to end it. For everybody else, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.